This is Grendel, and welcome, friends, to the library. If you've got things you gotta know, you gotta go to the library. And if you wanna leave while well, you can't, I can't, the library's here. It's everywhere and it will never leave you. We are all aware of recent events that have transpired in the Republic. The people of the moon are seen more often in the woods, and the iron poachers have come down from the mountain. I'm starting these files to coordinate accounts of strange findings in the realm. Halibor is my home, and I have never left it. But now is the time to be brave. I'm a researcher. Many of you know me from running the library. But I've come to realize there is more to life than shushing people and books. To make books, we must learn. And to learn, we must adventure. Now is the time, I guess, uh, for adventure. This recording will be a journal of my journey through the Republic and maybe beyond. Perhaps no one is listening? I hope somebody is. The Ovidus Library is the intellectual capital of the universe. It is as grand as it sounds. Tall, gleaming white, with pillars of marble. Its bookshelves stretch deep into the core of the earth. I am the head librarian, and I often find myself in deep corners of the library. Places I have never seen before with books older, supposedly, than the kingdom. Don't know how that's possible. The library is not a vicious place. I've only ever been trapped in it for six hours. Personal record. But it lets you out eventually. You must simply wander around until the library decides to give you an exit, and then you'll be right back in familiar outlays. From the evolutionary tracks of Dimplicus to modern workings of fiction like Great Flies on Windermere, a personal favourite, the Ovidus Library allegedly contains every book ever written. I do not know if this is true, but it's a nice rumour. This is where my, well... Our journey begins, listener. I feel comforted knowing you are here with me, wherever I end up. I take with me three changes of clothing, my halberd, a scale brush and ointment, non-perishable food items, and my life savings. I've never had need for money at the Ovidus, so I possess more money than I have ever known how to spend. I hope it will be put to good use. Our first location is the Lotus Inn. I passed my cousins Nog and Grumble, the gate guards, on the way. They wished me well on my journey and think it will be an absolute failure. Nestled at the foot of the Umberdown Mountains, the Lotus Inn is run by Dahl. Business is good these days, as more people take refuge from the events in Hellebore. Before, people only passed through, but now they come to stay. Dahl is a beautiful woman. She charms the menfolk with her lustrous horns and wide eyes. All cows have wide eyes, you might say. Well, dolls are bigger. I'm going to do my first interviews of the travelers at the Lotus Inn. Let's see what people have to say. I sit by the fire in the foyer of the Lotus Inn. It is spacious with a low ceiling and a crackling fire. There are about 15 people here. I sit next to, um, what was your name? Grips. Grips, right. He is from the south, from the Burleyman tribe. Tell us, Grips, what brings you to Hellebore? Mm, war. You are mistaken. There's no war in Hellebore. There has been no war since the Goblin Uprising. That was centuries ago. No war. Yet. The Burleyman's pride are an honorable kingdom, and we leave our homes only when the outside world needs our help. It does not help that no one comes to the capital to buy our wooden goods anymore. Money's scarce. I come to kill iron poachers and make my reward. And how old are you, Grips? I cannot tell with your kind. Forgive me. Well, I'm, I'm five. Uh, in, indeed. Now, have you ever seen an iron poacher? No. But I hate them. I did see a dragon once. You know, the lore-born kind. 
It could not speak. We killed it for sport. It tasted delicious. It's squealed. Uh, thank you, Grips. Um, that's all I needed to know. That is Imelda, Doll's daughter and the delight of the Lotus Inn. She charms people with her laughter, and when she runs the inn eventually, it may be a hard place to leave. Suits the name, I suppose. I've just had dinner. Roast runt stuffed with acorns and honey bark. It was delicious. And someone plays music by the fire. A beautiful start to my journey for sure. Refreshed in my soul, ears, and body, I head out to the road this morning that leads into the Umberdown. I will hold my dagger close. I have reached the foot of the mountain. Behind me, the trees grow in thick, and I can no longer see my home, nor the inn, nor anything to remind me of the presence of people. A feeling comes over me. Fear? Excitement? Curiosity, perhaps? On my other side, the object of my journey is the Umberdown Mountains, so tall it reaches the moon, blue-peaked with green rivers of moss folding up its elegant sides. It is an enchanting sight. I've never seen it up close, and it is astonishing, better than the drawings. To think I will have to climb it. The path is denoted by a few stacked rocks and the threadbare grass which says someone else has walked here before. The first peak will be the hardest, I know, but if I'm constant, I hope to have lunch staring at Hellebore from above, looking down like an angel or a small god. That would be beautiful. My lunch is a cheese sandwich. Doll has made it for me, and she made the cheese too, a local favorite. Hellebore takes my breath away. The temple is the center of my attention, like a great marble flower in the center of the city, tall and proud. As you all know, it contains the entrance into Hellebore True, the underground city where our real business takes place. Hellebore Skyward, where the Ovidas and the temple sit, has never looked so beautiful. I have always preferred the underground. Luminous stone veins run through the walls of the cavern, so it always looks like day. Our houses lean into each other cozily like familiar friends, but from up here... Hellebore Skyward, well, it's astonishing. An architectural marvel. Houses of colorful stone roofs, towers twisting into the sky, the petals of the temple curling into itself as naturally as a real flower. It is the evening. I intended to move on after lunch, but I have not been able to. I sit here staring at my home, loath to leave it, wondering if places of such beauty should ever be left, whether there is anything more to discover outside of my musty bookshelves and sunlit windows. I must have faith, listener. Under the stars I will make camp and start again tomorrow, leaving my home truly, honestly, never looking back. In trying times, we must hope there is something beyond, and we must stretch our arms to the stars, grasping for it more and ever more. A bit of poetry for you before I switch off. Good night, friends. The road stretches on tomorrow.